I hope you caught it. Towards the very end of that story, they threw the man who had been healed out of the synagogue. You have no place among us. They had already agreed among themselves that anyone who confessed Jesus to be the Messiah would be put out of the synagogue. All right. You know, time flies. We are already stepping into the second half of the Lenten season. Today, we celebrate the fourth Sunday of the season of Lent, but we also have the second scrutiny for our catechumens who are preparing their journey for the Easter Vigil. We continue to pray for ourselves, for these catechumens. We fast, we give alms. I hope you're fasting. I hope you're giving alms. And a quick plug for the Knights of Columbus fish fry on Friday night. Fish was magnificent, but the table that was spread with desserts had nothing to do with the Lenten fast. Okay? I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Thank God this, uh, this Friday had been a feast day, so I'm going to let them off the hook. But it was wonderful. The church reminds us once again that God loves us so deeply that he hopes we will follow the true light of his beloved son. Therefore, my friends, let us thank the Lord for his kindness and pray that he will continue to enhance our spiritual eyesight. That's what this story is really about, folks. Otherwise, Jesus was just opened a, a small office over here to sell, you know, eyeglasses, and it would say, the doctor is in. No, he didn't come to open an ophthalmology clinic. He came to open our spiritual eyes. So that we so that we can see more clearly our own iniquities, our iniquities of bias and, and judgmental attitudes towards others, and see the value of others, so as to transform ourselves and walk with others towards eternal life. In today's alternate reading, which we could have used, but we, we didn't. The prophet Samuel is sent to the house of a man named Jesse of Bethlehem to anoint one of his sons as king of Israel. While there, he sees Eliab, who was one of Jesse's sons, who was tall and handsome. 
And Samuel just knew that that was the Lord's choice. He'd look good in robes. He'd look good with a crown on his head. He would look good seated on the throne of Israel. However, the Lord said to Samuel, do not, do not look on his appearance or on the height of his stature because I have not chosen him. For the Lord does not see as human beings see. The human looks on the outward appearance, but the Lord God looks on the heart. In the letter from St. James the Apostle, St. James also said it well, my sisters and brothers, show no, no partiality as you adhere to the faith in our glorious Lord Jesus Christ. Can we all say that we all do that every day, all day? That we show no partiality? Wow. Do we sometimes judge or stereotype others because of their appearance, the culture they come from, their wealth or their lack of wealth, their sexuality, or because of their differences from us? In a second alternative reading that we could have used today, St. Paul reminds us that we should live as children of light and encourages us to try to find out what is pleasing to the Lord. In fact, to live as children of light and to find out what is pleasing to the Lord are intrinsically related. It is the light the light that is a gift from God through Jesus Christ that allows us to see at each new step of our own personal journey, at each new step in our lives, what is pleasing to the Lord. God is very happy when we live in his love and enjoy his grace. However, our Father also understands our human weakness, which is usually on display every night on the 5.30 news followed by the 6 o'clock local news. That's our weakness. People in the business just say, if it bleeds, it leads. We're not a nice people. Although God knows our weakness, I believe that the most pleasing gift that we can give to God is our contrite hearts. Our contrite hearts. When we have fallen into sin, 
for us to turn away from sin, to repent, that's the greatest gift we can give our Heavenly Father. So I'll ask you, are we pleasing God so far in this Lenten season? In today's gospel that we use because we are doing the scrutinies, It's the story of the healing of the blind man and then the prejudicial attitudes of the authorities, the Jewish authorities, that are reflected in their lack of true sight. God is calling us to true sight, our spiritual sight. You see, God is light, and without God's light, I promise you, nobody can see. We can have perfect, perfect sight, physically, 20-20 vision, and still be blind as a bat spiritually. Jesus said, I came into this world for judgment so that those who do not see may see. And those who do see, or think they see, may become more blind. Indeed, Jesus comes to the world to heal our spiritual blindness so that we can recognize him as the way, the truth, the life. In our culture right now, we hear from a lot of people who will say, well, you know, Jesus was an awfully nice guy, seemed like a very good teacher, and you know, I, in some way, I think he might be the way, and maybe, you know, it was his truth. Doesn't have to be the truth, but it's his truth. Now, I'm not sure about that life thing, because it seems like he was kind of a fuddy-duddy. We recognize Jesus as capital T, capital W, the way. Capital T, capital T, the truth. Capital T, capital L, the life. Before, instead of focusing on the blindness of others, why don't we pay more attention to ourselves? What causes our spiritual blindness? Well, it's, it's attitudes of arrogance, of prejudice, of discrimination, and all the other bad dispositions that we carry in our heart and in our soul that will eventually render us blind. The good news is that if we choose, as our catechumens have, if we choose to follow Christ and his light, which will brighten their faith, their hope, their love, our faith, our hope, our love, and restore all of our spiritual vision, 
then we will be able to walk towards eternal life together. What is this holy light of Christ? Well, it's God's mercy. It's God's compassion. It's God's forgiveness. My dear friends, my dear friends in Christ, let us take heed when the blessed apostle says, Sleeper, wake up, rise from the dead, and the Lord Jesus Christ will shine upon you. And while we're at it, let us also pray for those who are still walking in the darkness. May the holy light of Christ convert their hearts and guide them and shower them with his true blessings. So, again, I want to speak to the catechumens for just a moment, but the rest of you might as well listen in. In the Bible, St. Paul the Apostle teaches that the pagans may not possess the law of the Judeo-Christian God, but they may nevertheless have the law engraved in their hearts. It's what we Catholics call the conscience, and that Jesus judges people according to what is in their hearts. Wherever you've come from, from your previous spiritual journey, your life before the Catholic faith, before the Catholic Church, we say thank you, God, for number one, the spiritual insights that God has already given you from your previous experience, your previous tradition, and number two, we thank God for bringing you to us. We are richer because you have made a decision to become part of the Catholic Church. We are getting closer each week, each day, to what will be for all of us, all of us, our eternal home. May the holy light of Christ lead each and every one of us to everlasting life. Amen.